Hello and welcome to Brahm Show. This is Brahm. It's great to be back with you. We are right in the middle of the series, How Americans Can Improve in 2021. Let's get right to it. Actually, I tell you what, let me hold off on it for just a moment and talk about some of what has transpired since the 6th. As you know, on the 6th, hopefully you know, unless you've had your head in the sand and uh, you've been totally out of the loop, on the 6th, uh, probably hundreds of thousands of people showed up at the mall in D.C. and uh, a few hundred of them went into the Capitol building and there have been all kinds of arrests. But in the middle of all that, there has been an obvious concerted effort to remove or silence conservative or libertarian voices. Now, if you didn't already know, Twitter is full of left-leaning or left-wing ideology, and Facebook, the same thing. And with Facebook, it's not quite as obvious, I don't think, but they have done a concerted effort to silence opposing viewpoints. That explains the fact-checkers. Fact-checkers, <laughs> not fact-checkers. But there are still a few free speech minded apps that have been out there. Parler being one of them. MeWe, another uh, library, is also out there. And so is Rumble. So Apple and Google and Amazon all collaborated for one objective, to shut down Parler because Parler, it's the, uh, it's the free speech version of Twitter, if you didn't know. And so... We don't want free speech, says Apple, Google, and Amazon. And so they set out to silence the voice of Parler altogether. And so I decided I've had enough. I've had enough of Twitter. Um, eventually, I'm probably going to cut ties with Amazon and any business that they get from me. But I have never was a big fan of Twitter to begin with. I tried to get on it several years ago, and it just really never quite tickled my fancy. But when they pulled this stunt with Parler, I decided that's it. I'm done with Twitter altogether. I'm getting out. Now, I have. it's been so long since I've used Twitter, I couldn't remember my password. And so I download the app. I can't remember my password to sign on to deactivate my account. And so I have them send me an email and so that I can change my password and get a new password. And so I receive that email and I figure what is a good password for my Twitter account and I go with the word freedom. Well, lo and behold, freedom is a banned password word for Twitter. And so I thought to myself, well, maybe I will go with a different password. So I try the word Liberty. Liberty is also a banned word for the password in Twitter. So I need an alternative. What other word can I use to get access to my Twitter account so that I can simply deactivate it and be done with Twitter forever? What word do I come up with? Communist. Guess what, folks? Communist is an acceptable password for Twitter. But liberty and freedom are not. And tell me again, they don't have an agenda. So now, let's move on. Let's get right into the middle of our series. Number six. An armed people are a polite people. 
by a gun. If you don't believe me, go to New York City, where the gun laws are very restrictive. Or, if that's not good enough, try Chicago, try Washington, D.C., and I could continue to go down the list. These places are extremely rude. They won't wave to you. They won't nod their head. They will walk past a mother that's in the middle of giving birth on the street corner and not pay a lick of attention to her. If you want a polite people, put guns in their hands. Let's remember, an armed populace is a polite populace because those that carry guns or have the fear that others are carrying guns are going to be sure to treat the others that might potentially be carrying guns a whole lot different than if... So the criminal will think twice just at the notion you might have a gun. This explains why theaters are places where shooters feel free to go. Public schools are another place because we have big signs up that say gun-free zone. In other words, nobody here has a gun. Now, I wish that sign when it said gun-free zone meant that you can go and get a gun for free, but that's not what it means. What it means is nobody there has a gun. So if you are a criminal or have that criminal element mentality, where are you going to go? Look, you're going to go to places where you can get the most damage. That would be a public school. That would be a theater. That would be a leftist-leaning uh, city. That would be a gay nightclub. That would be an Amish community. Now, folks, I hope you don't think that I'm giving our uh, domestic terrorist ideas. These are places that they have already hit. It would be churches, right? These are places that have already been hit. They've already done However, thankfully, a church in Dallas had several others there that were armed that were able to stop the perpetrator and the criminal, saving countless lives. An armed populace is a polite populace, and one of the reasons is we can kill those that are wanting to do damage when the police, before the police are able to get there. Most shootings happen within a very few, just a few seconds. I wish I could remember off the top of my head. I think it's about 15 seconds, and the crime is now done, and several will be killed and injured. And in the future, we are having a guy come on that his job, one of his jobs, is to train people in active shooter scenarios. He'll give us the stats and correct me. Listen, if you don't have a gun, if you don't own a gun, especially with this new administration coming on board, and now they own the house, they own both houses and the White House, if you don't own a gun, I, I need to tell you what Jesus told his disciples, he said, go sell your jacket, go sell your coat, and use that money to buy a gun. With all the turmoil in the nation, we must be beyond naive to think that our lives may not or just aren't in danger, or there's not the possibility of Antifa or some other idiot group. And I wish I could say that they're just leftists, but that's just not the case anymore. When we have pro-Trumpers that are willing to break into the Capitol, it's not the case anymore. We have idiots out there that are willing to do unthinkable things. 
We need a populace that is armed and able to use those arms to defend themselves and their families and their possessions. Let me talk about that for just a moment. I am thrilled to see so many Republicans coming out and speaking against what happened on January 6th with a few hundred that did break in to the Capitol. Thank you so much. Uh, that does renew my faith in the Republican Party, though I will never join them again. They lost me. However, the fact that they got enough sense to recognize this was criminal, this was uncalled for, this was just plain wrong. And those Republicans are the ones in Congress, in the House, even the President of the United States condemned it. That was the right thing to do. Now, that does not mean that there may not come the day or that there will not come a day when we should pick up arms. The Founding Fathers, as a matter of fact, Thomas Jefferson believed that a revolution was necessary every 20 years. Part of the problem that we've got today is we've gone way, way, way too long without a revolution. And the way things are heating up at the moment, it does not appear like we're going to have a revolution as much as we're going to have a civil war. Instead, we ought to have a civics class. We ought to sit down and speak civilly. Unfortunately, we've got two extreme ends of, the, uh, of this square, town square, and neither of them are coming together in any iota, not one bit. And it would be nice to say if that was just your neighbor and yourself, but these are members of Congress that refuse to come together. Things have gotten so bad, I find myself, dear God, help me, I find myself wishing for the days of Bill Clinton as president again. That's how bad things have gotten. And a part of that issue is no civility. A part of the reason there's no civility is there are very few armed people. There are a lot of guns out there. There are a lot of guns. However, most people, like me, are going to get as many of them as they can. And so there are a lot of guns, but very few people that hold those guns. If you don't own a gun, I cannot encourage you strongly enough to get one. Matter of fact, I believe in guns so much. Yes, I've got a few. Not enough. I've got a few. I'm always looking for more. If you want to give a donation to Brahms Show, don't give finances. Give me a gun. I'll take a gun any day. I believe so strongly in guns that I gave each of my children guns. Uh, shh, just between you and me. Uh, that was before they were 21 years old. Every single one of my children have guns. My wife has a gun. I count them all as mine. <laughs> uh, if you don't have one, get a gun. If you don't carry one, carry one. If you live in Texas, you can have one in your car and you don't need a permit. If you're in a leftist state, you need a gun more than I do living in Texas. You need the right to defend yourself. Not so much against Antifa. Remember, the Second Amendment was not put in there because the founders thought Antifa someday might come up. It wasn't put there for the right so that you can go hunting and kill a deer and eat it. The Second Amendment was placed there to keep the federal government at bay. That's exactly why it's there.
And if ever there was a time when the federal government was encroaching on the rights of its citizens in America, that day is now. Let me go back for just a second and talk about revolution and why one of the very strong reasons I am anti-revolution at this point, even though some of my close friends are calling for it and they are saying, hey, civil war is here. Um, it's time. It's, it's not time to sit back anymore. One of the strongest reasons that I can find against it is because there is no written, there is no known objective. And I'm not talking about a plan to get rid of the federal government. That's not at all what I'm talking about. But there is no, hey, if, if this government is done away with, what are we going to replace it with? And by the way, I believe the founders did a pretty good job with the Constitution. I think they, now, uh, I don't know if I would have been a Federalist back in the day. I may have been an Anti-Federalist. I am just not quite sure where I would have fallen in that. But after 200 and almost 45 years, I guess we would have to say the Constitution has stood up to some serious scrutiny and has uh, lasted the test of time. So maybe there's something we can do inside the Constitution, although, however, the Constitution is only as valuable as the faith the people put in it. That's the problem. It reminds me of the Bible. People talk about, well, the Bible, you know, is just an old document. The issue is not that the Bible has no power. The issue is that the, the Bible's never read. It's the same thing with the Constitution. It's not that the Constitution is powerless. It's that the Constitution is no longer read. Nobody understands it. We need to get back to it. And we also need, now, let me say, we ought to be putting in some other rules, some other amendments. For instance, Congress cannot pass a law that they do not live under. But a violent revolution at this moment is not the answer. We need peace. We need peaceful protesters. We need people that love this nation so much so that they're willing to love their neighbor in the middle of it, even when they disagree with their neighbor. Having said that, you still ought to get a gun. And I have run out of time, so I am out of here.